And I love what Pastor Chris said. I love it so much. I love it more than 100%. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect and make a change in your life through the ministry of Pastor Chris Ross. Pastor Chris is the founder of Breakthrough Ministries International Church with multiple branches in South Africa and abroad. He is a healing evangelist for the Jesus the Answer Outreach Ministry, an outreach crusade bringing healing, deliverance and breakthrough to many people. Breakthrough Ministries International is a vibrant church with young, energetic people full of zeal and fire for the Lord. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast channel to receive new messages every week. Now, let's listen to Pastor Chris. Worship you, Lord, I live, say to worship you. 
prayer today we say spirit of the living God would you fall afresh on me spirit of the living God I of the living God would you fall afresh on me? Oh, we need him today. Spirit of the living God. Oh, would you fall afresh on us today?
raise my cup, fill it up and make me whole. Like the woman at the well, I was seeking for things that could not satisfy. Then I heard my Savior speaking, ah, drink from thy well that never shall run dry. So here's my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, feel me till I want no more. Here's my cup, ah, and make me whole. Bread of heaven, feel me till I want no more. Here's my cup, fill it up and make me whole. Oh, come on, BMI, give the Lord some praise. Spirit of the living God will fall afresh on us tonight. And in the same anointing, why don't you rise to your feet and help me welcome my father in the ministry, the servant of the Lord, God's servant, Pastor Chris. Holy Spirit, move me now. And my life all again. Spirit, move over me. Spirit, move over me. Holy Spirit, move me now and make my life whole again. Spirit, move over me. Sing it again, Holy Spirit, move me now. Hallelujah. Let us welcome the Holy Spirit. 
will move over you and make your life whole again. He's here and we welcome him. Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise. We give you thanks for this night. We welcome the Holy Spirit. We welcome the precious person of the Holy Ghost. Of who we will talk about. Of who we will preach about. But we long to feel his presence. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit, we need thee. Come in thy great strength and all thy power. Come in thy sweet, gentle way. Transform the lives of those that need a transformation. Move us forward, Lord, those that need moving. Let us enter into deeper depths, higher heights, deeper waters with the Holy Ghost. May our lives be changed from this day forward forevermore. May we never ever be the same again. May there be a hunger and a thirst for the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 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 We give you praise. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. Clap hands for the Lord. You may be seated. Thank you. Hallelujah. Well, I want to greet you all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and welcome you to our Catch the Anointing Conference. We thank God that we can have it again after such a long absence. But we know it's important, this very conference. And all of you that have made an effort to come here, you are very welcome. Special welcome to uh, the non-BMI people that have traveled here. I want the BMI people to clap for those who came to attend the conference. Then we also have, uh, I was looking for LPD earlier on and I didn't find her. Uh, I just wanted to know from East London what was going on. But we have up from Uppington a guest here, Pastor Sergio. And then from Johannesburg, a pastor was Say's wife. Amen. Clap for her. Hallelujah. Now this conference, I believe, is a turning point in the life of many people. Oh, let me welcome all the board members of Jesus the Answer Outreach. Can you all stand? These are all pastors. We had a wonderful time. You may be seated. We had a wonderful time in uh, Wellington on Sunday night. Amen. Oh, there's the Wellington people. All right, let me see who's from uh, Pastor Lenz Church. Are they also here? Be blessed. Be blessed. And I don't know who else is here. Maria's people. Did you bring some people? Uh, Arise and shine. They have a new mega church building.
Let me see how many people of BMI is here. Let me see. BMI, wave to me. All right. Um, let us start and jump straight into what we want to do. Remember, these are teaching conferences where we teach. It's not so much singing because of the time constraints. Now, we also have ESCOM on our backs. But by God's grace, we have a generator that we have arranged for you. Amen. I want us to, uh, tomorrow we will start at 1 o'clock. And then tomorrow is the long session. Tomorrow is the important session. All sessions are important, but tomorrow will be extremely important. Amen. Now, you know when the enemy doesn't want the conference to come off, then it means that somebody here is going to get a special touch from the Lord in this conference. And um, the enemy spoke to me in a voice very similar like he spoke to Bishop Dag just recently at a conference. I can't believe how the enemy is identified as the same person to say what, there was no words, it's just why this conference? Why? Do you see? But I realize the devil knows a few things we don't know. Amen? He knows that the greatest gift given to man is the gift of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Jesus Christ in John chapter 4 said to the woman at the well, if you knew the gift of God. And he was talking to you. So he was, he was not referring to himself there as the gift. He was referring to the Holy Spirit. He said, lady, if you only knew the gift of God and you speaking to you, you would have asked me for this living water. You see, you would have asked me for this gift and I would have given it to you and out of your belly, would have flown the rivers of living water. So tonight, somebody is going to receive the drink of living waters. Amen. I don't see Pastor Stan, but I see is is he not here tonight? But you've come. Wonderful, wonderful to see you, Elke Jenny, after a long time. Praise the Lord. So let me jump straight into what we want to do. Amen. Why do we need to talk about the Holy Spirit? I do this conference annually. And when I was a young boy, my parents could not afford to send us to the church that we attended. So they went occasionally to the church, but we attended the Baptist Bible School which was in Eitzig. And the Baptist Bible School had a curriculum that they taught all the children right across the country. It was a very organized church, Baptist. And they, I remember very strongly that the year, it's the only year I can remember being there was when they taught on the subject of the Holy Spirit. Strangely enough, Baptist people who don't really 
speak in tongues wildly or believe in much manifestations. But it was there that I learned about Elijah and Elisha. Actually, it was for the first time I heard the word anointing. I didn't understand it, but it was a seed was planted in my mind. This word anointing. And the one prophet asked the other prophet, can I have a double portion of your anointing? You see, and then I went back to our church as the years went by. And uh, I just put that in the back of my mind. Now, sometimes when things happen to you, they happen for a purpose. The Lord will sometimes recall things. You'll notice that you, as you grow older, you don't remember many things in your life. But the few things you do remember, those are because God had met you somewhere on the way to do something with your life. Amen? And then, when I was in Uppington, where Pastor Sergio now is at the church there, I once again read about anointings. Because the church I attended didn't talk much about anointing. So it was in that uh, time when the Lord took me there, when I read about the Azusa Street Revival, the power of the Holy Ghost. Maybe I didn't hear the word anointing, but I heard about the power of the Holy Spirit. And when I came back to Cape Town, of course, then Benny Yin was the person that had really made this word very popular amongst the churches. Are you with me? But the word was always in the Bible. It was always there. We just never spoke much about it in my time or we didn't understand it well. And to be honest with you, the more I learn about the anointing, the more I see that we are only scratching the surface. Yeah. Because when we talk about the anointing, we are talking about the Holy Spirit. And when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we're talking about God. God is three, but God is one. God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, the mind of man is too small to understand the mind of God. Are you listening? Or to fathom God. The English word is to fathom God. You cannot fathom God. Who knows the mind of God but the Spirit of God? So, as we scratch into a little bit of who is the Holy Spirit? What is his work? Many people write books about it. Many people have different opinions about it. And so tonight, as I speak to you for these three days, I myself am also just enjoying the waters of the Spirit. I, I'm not a uh, master in all the areas and all the fields, you know. I'm like the man who said, I don't know much, but one thing I know, once I was blind, but now I can see. What I also know is that I am anointed myself. And I want to tell you tonight that you are also anointed. Yes. All believers who make Jesus Lord of their life, they have an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Because it is the Holy Spirit that brings you to the new birth. Are you with me? Die bekering wat sy uitgekom het en geheel het die voe, as die heilige geest wat jou getrek, 
It's the Holy Spirit that drew you to be here. We cannot separate the triune God. We cannot separate the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They don't work against one another. They are, they are one. Amen? The unity of God, they are one. But we want to know more about this gift because it was Jesus who told the disciples, you can't do Christianity. You must wait. <laughs> you will not survive if I don't give you the comforter. Are you with me? That's why I don't understand how Christians, our believers, our pastors maybe don't find the necessity to talk more about the Holy Ghost, to delve deep into the Spirit. Because if Jesus said, you can't survive. He said, wait in the upper room, Acts chapter 1. He said, wait, you must wait. 1 verse 4, I think. He said, no, 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 don't start the ministry. You'll never make it without the help of the Holy Spirit. That's why so many people just easily slide back. As they slide to Christ, they slide back again. Or many Christians, they really don't love God. They don't have a desire for the things of God. There's just a little bit of church in them, but not really a deep desire. But tonight, the Holy Spirit is going to quicken you. You see, so why, you say, Pastor, why is it that some people have more anointing than others? It is because they are measures of the Spirit. You see, she was singing a beautiful song now. She said, your spirit without measure. I will serve no foreign God. She said, isn't it? No any other treasure. You are my heart's desire. Your spirit without measure. You see that? Because they are measures. That's deeptes van die heilige geest. En jy is miskien in a secret diepte, maar vanaan wil ek jy moet een bykie dieper kom. You see, even me, I, I, I desire more because I also want to go deeper. The enemy wants you to backslide because you came from darkness into the light of God's marvelous kingdom and the enemy wants to pull you back. But Jesus gave us the answer. He said, you will receive a helper. Why do we need a helper? We will never make it in Christianity without the Holy Ghost. Because our nature is a corrupt nature. Are you listening to me? So the less of the Holy Spirit you have, you see, uh, the less you can control your, 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 your corrupt nature. So you can be born again, you can be in a church, but you don't seem to make strides. You don't seem to have a passion and a desire for God. It's because your nature, your fallen nature is corrupt. It's weak. Yes. So before the fall, there was no problem. It is after the fall of man that we realize man cannot survive on his own. He needs the help of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Because his divine nature is wicked. I mean, even when you're born again, you still see that you have desires for worldly things. Is that right? 
Like the gentlemen, the men, the men have certain desires and lusts. The men that will own up. Yes. You can have the most beautiful wife, the most beautiful girlfriend. Your fallen nature makes you want to love more than one woman. Yes. And God knew this was a problem because we are fallen. So God didn't bother much to address this problem with David, with Moses, and all these great prophets who had many wives because the nature is too weak. Are you with me? Then the woman also. The woman that was created to be helpers. Hey. The nature. It, it, it's corrupt. The softness, the kindness that should be there is gone. The man comes home tired. From his work, the wife is watching TV. She turns, she says, This thing was a Kosozani microwave. The fallen nature of man requires the urgent need for the help of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Gentle women become hard. If you don't watch your step. So many bad things. The nature to do bad, the nature to be corrupt, the nature to steal. You see, so you can't blame these Politicians, they don't have the Holy Spirit. They, their nature is not controlled. Yes, yes. Normal human beings, I'm talking about how corrupt we are. <laughs> 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 A Coca-Cola truck fell. <coughs> A Coca-Cola truck fell over at, in Valhalla Park. Hey! <laughs> you have to see the people. Mamas, big fat mamas. I couldn't believe. Coca's here and here. Corrupt nature. They showed on TV how a cash in transit van was bombed. The driver was dead. The people rather came for the money. It was blowing in the wind. Sit down, sit down. My time will not allow me to, to do too much tonight. I want to 
just quickly start to give you the basics. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. I love the Holy Spirit. And so should all of us. Mike Murdoch calls him the one who stayed. Jesus said, I must go away. It is your advantage. But I will send you another comforter. And Mike, Dr. Mike writes in his beautiful book, he says, he's the one who stayed. Hallelujah. He never went away. He's been here since Jesus went to heaven. He came and he stayed with us. Hallelujah. Maybe you don't feel him. Maybe you haven't felt him in a while. If you open your heart over these three days, you will feel his presence. You'll feel it very strong. Because I know he's with me. And he's in me. And oftentimes he comes upon me. Hallelujah. Now we can't describe the Holy Spirit. It's too big to describe. You know. We all know now that he's a person. He's not just an influence. He's not just a something. But it's too big to describe just as a person. So the Bible uses symbolisms to also make us understand the Holy Spirit better. For example, the Bible will talk about the wind of the Spirit. Are you with me? The wind blows where it wants to. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Or the fire of the Holy Ghost. So sometimes when a preacher prays, he'll say, fire! And some people feel a burning. Yeah, maybe in these three days you'll feel a burning. I really wanted to get to convincing you that there's nothing more important in your weekend than being here. I'm telling you, Suma now. From now. Whatever you had planned, if you understand the Holy Ghost, there can be nothing more important because if it's the gift that God, God left us this gift. When Jesus went away, he said, I'll give you something. He didn't give money. He didn't give cars. He didn't give, he said, I'll leave you the gift of the Holy Spirit. And everything you're longing for is with this gift. Yes. That's why Elijah didn't ask for Elijah's money. He said, what do you want from me when I leave here? He said, I don't want your money. I don't want your chariot. I don't want your wife. I want what, the, what you have. There's something on you. Because that thing will bring me every other thing that I need. Yeah. Hallelujah. Because yeah. money corrupts and money gets finished. But with the Spirit of God, now everything you need is with God. Amen. Hallelujah. John, uh, Acts chapter 10, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. We want to focus on the term anointing. But I also, by God's grace, want to talk to you a little bit about the presence of the Lord. Now, there's a slight difference in these two terms. Do you see now? But I don't think that I can do tonight, all right? The presence of the Lord. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. 
He went about doing good and healed all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. Hallelujah. Who was with him? God was with him. But he was anointed with the Holy Spirit. So, the Holy Spirit, or the anointing, the word anointing, quickly, if you didn't hear me speak two years ago, the anointing is both a verb and a noun. In other words, it's a doing word, and what is a noun? A naming word. Do you remember your school? A naming word and a doing word. Right. So to name the substance of which he was anointed with, like the Bible could have said, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with olive oil. But you see, the scripture says he was anointed with the Holy Ghost. You see, so that is the substance that he was anointed with. It wasn't oil, it wasn't butter, it wasn't Coca-Cola. He wasn't anointed with Coca-Cola. He was anointed, which that number one is, uh, that is the verb, the verb. Anointing means to rub, to smear. If I smear something on you like I will in these nights, maybe some oil. Oil is only a sign. The oil is not the Holy Spirit. The oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? So it's just symbolic. Sometimes when I put oil on people, they receive the Holy Spirit, but not all the time. I can do the symbolic act of the oil, but it depends on many factors. Depends on the receiver, and it depends on who God is anointing. Because I can't really anoint. God anoints. We must all understand it correctly. God anoints. To say, Yerra wat die salving op jou bring. Amen? And the salving sal die yuk break. That's why we need the anointing. To break the yoke. Any yoke that is on you. A yoke is anything that, that binds you and keeps you from moving. The anointing will break the yoke. But the anointing, as I explained to you now, is the Holy Spirit. Because he was anointed as a verb. But with what was he anointed? With the Holy Ghost. Amen. So you have this term, the Holy Ghost was with him. And the Holy Ghost came upon him. Amen. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Now these are what we call in English prepositions. Say prepositions. Did you pass English? Forgot all these things, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is used in conjunction with the nouns. You see, in you, with you, and upon you. Everybody say that three words. In you, with you, and upon you. Now the Bible describes the Holy Spirit in these three terms. It says, and he shall be with you. Right? And it also says, he shall be in you. And then in Acts 1, it shall come upon you. Three terms. Quickly to make you understand it a little better. When he's in you, it is when you feel the, when you come for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. All right. Which every Christian must receive after the born again experience. The baptism of the Holy Ghost. That is when you speak in tongues. Yes. Hallelujah. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke in other tongues. That's the Holy Spirit in you. The Holy Spirit with you 
is the presence of God. Moses said, I will not move from here unless you go with me. Are you with me? That's God's presence. The Holy Spirit upon you. Is it too much for you? Play not wakker nog for a few minutes. The Holy Spirit upon you is what we often refer to as the anointing. But don't be too strict on the terms. It can be used interchangeably. But the Holy Spirit upon, when, when the Spirit comes upon you, it's for something. It's for work. Hallelujah. It's for a purpose. It's called the enablement of the Holy Ghost. He enables you to do things. Yeah. You can't do How do you know that somebody is anointed? Somebody is anointed when he does supernatural things. When he does things that a normal person can't just do. That's why uh, Nicodemus came to Jesus and said, You must be a man sent from God. Because no man can do these things that you do. That's it's up you, but you see what other men see. Has he met me for now? That's a krach op jou wat ons hoef alle mense sien nie. En dan gaan ek krach op jou kom in die drie dae wat ons die gauw op alle mense sal sien nie. That's why we use the word supernatural. It's like it's more than the natural. You get the market and you get the supermarket. Supermarket is the big shop. The market is the small shop of Mr. Parker. Yeah, but you're gonna be... you. You see, you will, do, you will do above the natural. Amen. Joseph, sorry, Jacob was uh, working for his uncle. And his uncle said, there's something with this boy that's not natural. You remember he worked for the two ladies that he wanted to marry? The one with the skew eye and the other one that was pretty? No, it's, it's not really... That lazy eyes means something else. I don't know what it means. <laughs> Leah was the one he married in the morning when he woke up. He married in the night. You mustn't marry in the night. <laughs> marry in the day because he, he didn't know that it was... I don't know how it worked. I don't know how this happened. He must have been drunk. <laughs> Nevertheless, <clears throat> it was the uncle who said to him, don't go, don't go. There's something that, that you have that others don't have. Because whilst you are here, everything is multiplying. As the anointing is with you, things will multiply. Yeah. You, you won't be poor when the anointing is flowing with you. Yeah. you. That's why you won't run after money. Don't run after money. <clears throat> are you listening? I'm saying many things as I'm flowing. Many pastors are ever have... Bishop Dad calls it a combination anointing. Uh, uh, the servant of Elisha, what was his name? Kahasi anointing. No, no, Balaam anointing. The prophet who could prophesy. But he was, he was prophesying for the money, you see. Yeah, they said, curse Israel. And then he, he went to curse and the Lord said to him, no, you can't curse Israel. Because I've blessed them. God has blessed. No man can curse. So we told the king, listen man, I can't. The king said, but I'll give you lots of money. He said, yeah. Can I give you one more time? 
the combination of the love of money and the love of the, the flow of the Spirit. There's a combination. And today in the church, we have a lot of pastors that emphasize too much Petri, yeah, less of the Holy Spirit, amen. But okay, let me just give you something very powerful tonight. I believe God is touching, gonna touch great people here by the anointing. So you understand how the anointing is a verb and it's a noun, it's a doing word. I was anointed, I was rubbed with what? With the anointing. I was anointed with an anointing. That's why I say you are an anointed person. You are supernatural. Yeah, you can do things others can't do. You can build a big building like this in Delft with no loans from a bank or no rich connections, not even a white man. When you start to do supernatural things, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. When I speak of the anointing, we speak of the person of the Holy Spirit given to you to do the work of God. Praise God. And the mysterious Holy Spirit comes to abide upon a person who is anointed by God. And when this person is anointed, which you are, Almighty God moves to rest upon a person, within the person, and with the person in a special way. Hallelujah. Now, let me just say this about the anointing that you can understand it. We have to learn about the anointing so that we don't make mistakes that will cost us our spiritual lives. Are you with me? When you are dealing with someone that is anointed, you are actually dealing with God. Because when you are dealing with someone that's anointed, you're dealing with the Holy Spirit. I just told you now that when somebody is anointed, what is he anointed with? With the Holy Spirit. Are you listening? So you get severe reactions to people who must handle the anointed and his anointing. Now I don't care what critics might say about this. I'm telling you what is in the Word of God. Amen. You get severe reaction to people who mishandle and mistreat God's anointed servants. Because they're not actually mishandling the men, but they are mishandling God. Say, Pastor, where do you learn this? When Ananias and Sapphira lied to Peter, listen, he was anointed to be an apostle, they died instantly. This was a severe reaction which frightened all the church members. But Peter explained the mistake that they made. He said, Peter said to Ananias in Acts 5 verse 3, Why have Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? He said, no, I didn't lie to the Holy Ghost. I lied to you. Peter, Pastor Chris, I lied to you. One man I, I cross-questioned that was doing something wrong. 
And I knew he was doing something wrong because I had all the evidence. He left my office and he turned around and he said, Pastor, I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> then he said, if I'm lying, if I'm lying, God can strike me dead. You see, when you become so hardened, say so ongevoelig in God, they lig so that they will wegkom. They think the man that they are lig is not just a man. And they say he is not just a man. But as God's salvation on him then you must be careful because you're not just dealing with a man, you're dealing with God. I can tell you many severe reactions of people who has done me personally wrong. I can't speak about other anointed men, but who has done me wrong. I actually feel very sorry for you. Yes. Because you receive a reaction because you're not dealing with a man only. You're dealing with a substance that is on it. Don't worry with the carpets. One day, we, very soon, we're going to have nice carpets here. Amen. 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 So, he said, you're lying to the Holy Ghost and you kept back the price of the land. Thou hast not lied unto men, in verse 5, he said, but you lied to God. And Ananias heard these words and he fell down and gave up the ghost. And great fear came upon all them that heard these things. So, there are two things I want to just tell you as I, as I give you the basics. Number one, what is the anointing? The anointing is the substance that you are anointed with. That is the Holy Spirit. Number two, where is the anointing? Are you here? Where can we find anointing? We all need to be anointed. Amen? Amen. So, the secret is where do we find it? Must we go to heaven to find the anointing? The anointing, and this I'm teaching from some of these books, or the books, some of the books that I read. You also have it, but you don't read it. This was the book I told you about earlier on. Benny wrote this book called Good Morning Holy Spirit. It's a bestseller, made Benny very famous. If you want to read a book on the Holy Spirit, read this book. Amen. The Holy Spirit. Then this is a great book. Let me just introduce the books to you quickly. Dr. Mike Murdoch wrote this book called The Holy Spirit Handbook. This book is used by the Korean church of Dr. Yong Ki Cho in the Bible school on the subject, the Holy Spirit. So get this, is a great book. It teaches you the Holy Spirit is a person. And then the other books we have is the books that Bishop Dag wrote about the anointing. They are all there. And we have some for sale. Right? You can get it afterwards. Amen. So number one, what is the anointing? Number two, where is the anointing? The treasure of the anointing is found associated with the anointed person. It is inseparable from the person. Are you hearing? The man of God has the anointing in him, with him, or upon him. And this is the thing that brings healing, breakthrough, deliverance, and advancement in the life. It is the anointing because the anointing breaks the yoke. Hallelujah. So we must locate this anointing. Where is it? Where can we find it? 
And it is this lack of separation between the anointed and the anointing that is the undoing of many proud Christians. They say, I want God to use me, but I don't want to connect with this pastor. I want his anointing, but I don't want him. Now, unfortunately, I must tell you something. It doesn't work like that, you know. The anointing of God is found in a person. God really brings new anointings to the earth. Listen very carefully to what I'm going to tell you. When John the Baptist was born, the prophecy came out and said, you will operate with the spirit, the anointing, the spirit, the anointing of Elijah. Are you with me? Then when they asked Jesus about him, they said, Isn't, is this Elijah? And Jesus said, yes, he's operating with the same anointing that was on Elijah. And how do you know that the person is operating in such an anointing? Because there is peculiarities of the anointing. In other words, you will do similar things to what the person does that carries an anointing. Not everybody believes this, but I believe there are different types of anointings. Yes, because when the anointing oil was made in the book of Leviticus, there were certain spices added to the anointing oil. Don't worry if you don't understand things. The more you learn, the more you sit here, the more it will come to you, okay? Don't be afraid. Never fear when Pastor Chris is near. <laughs> so there are different uh, spices that make up the anointing. So different anointings, is Benin has a healing anointing. Are you with me? Fred Price had the teaching anointing. Kenneth Hagen is an, an, a prophet. So there's different spices in different anointings. Depending on whose anointing you're connecting to. Yeah, that is what will, that will be evident. I could build this big church because I connect to Bishop Dag. He's a builder of big churches. Yeah. And the whole conferences like I'm doing now. I'm actually just riding on the anointing that I gained there because I didn't go to heaven for an anointing. I found it in a person. That's where the anointing is hidden in human vessels. Now, why can't people get it? Because they don't, they, 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 they say to themselves, he's an amends, that's That's why Jesus' own brothers couldn't believe in him because they said, who's coming at the He said, was it the toilet break? And the Bible says in John 7, his brothers did not believe in him. Despite the miracles they saw. Are you with me? So the anointing, the person is the carrier of the anointing. Uh-huh. Now in medical science, quickly let me tell you something. In medical science or in science, they've managed to separate certain particles. When they discovered, for example, and these things are in this uh, yellow book. You can read it there if you want to know more. They, they discovered if you want to, if you eat an orange, la moon, inside there, you get a lot of vitamin C. Vitamin C. Rego verkeerd. Dat is hoe kom jou maaf, vir jou sê, eat la moene. Dat jou scurvy kan weggaan, jou skurf. Scurvy. It's good for the skin. All right? 
So what they have done now in the chemist, they've managed to separate the vitamin C from the orange. And they put it in a tablet for you. So you don't need to go and get an orange to get vitamin C anymore. Is it wonderful? You just go buy that orange tablets, 1,000 milligrams, 2,000 milligrams at the chemist. However, it's unfortunate. They have not yet found a way to separate the anointing from the anointed. You see? So if you want, look. Let me tell you something that you didn't know. There's nothing special about human beings. Human beings are corrupt, weak, and we're all going to go back into the dust of the ground. However, God decides to place His nature and His hand on certain people that carry certain substance. Yeah. You see? So, if you want the substance, you can't ignore the person. Yeah. Like, it's like orange juice in a big jar. Let's take another orange juice. Right. You actually, you, you, you want the orange juice in the glass container. But if you break the container, you also don't get the orange juice. So you handle the container with care. There's nothing special in the container. It's the orange juice inside the container that you are needing. That's a small description to you on how the anointing is contained in the container called the anointed. Now, throughout the Bible, you see this very evident. It, Moses at the anointing. You know what the Lord said to Moses? I will take what is on you and I'll place it into 70 other people. Yeah. So they all called the anointing of Moses, the anointing to lead, the anointing to gather, the anointing of wisdom, the anointing of miracles, 70 others. Hallelujah. But he said, what is on you will be carried over. And then you will see the peculiarities is like this. Just like Elijah, Elijah wore strange clothes. You see, John the Baptist also wears strange clothes. The Bible describes him, he wore camel skin and hair. It's, it's something, I'm telling you something deep. It's like, he has some special thing from God. So we also have certain behaviors that's not normal. Are you with me? Then he, went, he was moving in the desert. Anointed people don't care for expensive things. He didn't wear expensive garments and chariots. He was in the desert with panties and some skin over me. He didn't look like he had a long beard. Just like Elijah. Yeah. Then he spoke to the people of the day, the presidents. He wasn't afraid. He told them what they're doing is wrong. Yeah. He told the king, you can't marry your brother's wife. It's a sin, you see. He was not afraid. Unlike the pastors today, they would have tried to take a photo with the president. Uh, Zuma with his nine wives. They won't tell him what you're doing is wrong. You see, he told the king. And you know something remarkable? The king felt bad about his sin. It is when he told the wife that she said, Mark, didn't do it, Mark. 
You see that wickedness that I spoke about in the beginning on the woman. The king didn't say anything. But the fru say, make didn't do it. Now it wasn't only John the Baptist. It was also Elijah who spoke to Ahab and told Ahab what God says. And it was his wife, Jezebel. Eish. Why just the woman in the Bible? She said, Echadiyong so kop af kap. But you see the similarities of the anointing. Sometimes even to the end, to the very end, his life was terminated by a woman. <clears throat> Both John the Baptist and Elijah. But they did very similar things. That is why the anointing you crave, yes, the key, I'm closing this first part. The anointing you crave, you can desire any anointing you like. Do you see now? If you, I was attracted to Benin when I first saw the power of God and the anointing. You know, Jimmy Swaggart used to talk about the anointing in very small fashions. He spoke about his grandmother who used to pray, him into, pray for him a lot. And he used to speak about the anointing that was on her. But it was Benny, you know, opened it up to us, the modern church. Yeah. So I was attracted to that. That's why some of the oil and the spice in my ministry is connected to that also. Well, see, at my crusades, we also do stuff very similar. You can't get away from it. You see, what you will do, you'll get a little bit of spice everywhere, wherever you desire. Yeah. Some ministers have an anointing for prosperity. Like David Ayedipo and Kenneth Copeland. They carry that anointing. If you desire it, you must run after those people. But then you also have the, the, the spirit of Balaam. Money and prophets. Are you with me? But the, the anointing you desire is the anointing that can come on you. And to chase after that anointing is, a, is another story. Let me help you quickly tonight with the anointing that you have. Because you have something. You might not have a big measure, but you have it in small measure. Yeah. We don't know what measure you have. Because you don't know we're sitting next to you tonight. Don't judge a person by his cover. Never judge a book. By his cover. You might be sitting next to a heavy weight in the spirit. Yeah. One day Bishop Derek told us he was sitting by a table, they were having dinner. And another pastor was sitting next to him and by accident, or under the table, kicked his foot against his foot, and the sparks of electricity shot through his body, the pastor, because he didn't know who he was sitting next to. Sparks of electricity. Listen, if you're going to be at this conference, I want you to believe in supernatural things. Some of the things I say will maybe blow your mind, because the mind cannot fathom the ways of the Spirit. If you look what God did to his men, Elijah 
never die. The chariot took him to heaven. If I read it to you, you say, if you want to understand spiritual things, you must be open. And you must be open for what is going to happen here on these three nights for you also. Because I asked the Holy Spirit to come here in this year. I am nothing without the Holy Spirit. I can't do anything for you. It's the Holy Spirit who does all these things. I am so dependent on the Holy Spirit. If He's not here, then we must say like Moses, take us not hence from here if the Spirit don't go with us. Hallelujah. But you also have an anointing. And tonight I want you to stir up that anointing that is in you. Hallelujah. I'm not going to just tell you how to catch an anointing that is on the great men of God. That is, is something important. But for now, let's stir the little bit that you have. Because what you have can become bigger and better. Do you know that? Yes. Don't think that you're just a normal bench-sitter. I now stand in front, but I was look like you. And I must tell you the truth, not many people saw the gift of God in me. Because you can be sitting there, nobody knows that God has given you something, but you know. You know. And you feel it sometimes, isn't it true? Because God wants to use many people with His power. The enemy is pulling on your soul. The enemy wants that little bit of light, that little bit of spark in you to die. But today I want to read you something in 2 Timothy, where Paul said to Timothy, stir up the gift that is in you. What is this gift? The gift of the Holy Ghost that he said to the woman, if you knew the gift, if you knew the gift of God, and he that speaketh to you, you would have said, give me living water. Give me your water. And I would have given you living water. You know what's the living water? It's the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's why Jimmy Swaggart used to sing it. Let your living waters flow over my soul. You see, he's talking about the Holy Spirit. Let your living waters. And tonight I see living waters flowing through this auditorium. To refresh you. Waters are there to refresh you. Hallelujah. But you must thirst for the water. You must thirst for the water. Amen. Second Timothy 1 verse 6. Quickly. Second Timothy. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance. That you muster up the gift that is in you. Glory to God. What happens over time is that the enemy is always fighting you and is putting bad things into your mind. The battle for the soul is always in the mind. Lees the mooi wat ek jou sê. As jou koppie recht werkie, sal sy nerens in die lewe gaan nie. And the battle for your soul is in your kop. In your kop. Satan appeals to your mind. Are you with me? So Ismaya wrote a beautiful book called The Battlefield of the Mind where the devil wants you here. Now sit you there with the gedachte. I wonder what the pastor pra. Your kop is not lekker nie. Look and if there's anything you really need if you need waters many of you you know 
Many of us need waters to wash us. You see, the Holy Spirit, ladies and gentlemen, is described as the spirit of understanding, the spirit of wisdom, and the spirit of knowledge. The reason why we have so little understanding in the church, so little knowledge, we have little Holy Spirit. Now But the Lord said to me, lay your hands on these people. Lay your hands so that when the water start to flow over you, intelligence will start to light up, your brain will start to open. I don't have to say something twice, it will just immediately come to you. He said, put in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God, which is already in you, when I put my hands on you. How many of you did I lay my hands on before? Now there's a gift in you. But you see, the gift will slowly die if you don't stir it up. Say to your neighbor, stir it up. Stir it up. Show him, show him, stir it up. Stir it up, stir it up, stir it up. God has given you something. You are not a nobody. In God's eyes, you are a somebody. Amen? I'll never forget I was like you sitting in the benches, not being chosen by my pastor, not being chosen by anyone, but I knew God had given me something. And I knew from small God had called me. God didn't call me with a voice, He called me with a desire. And the Bible says if you have a desire, you have a good thing. And any of you desire to be a minister, desire to preach, desire to teach, you desire a good thing. Hallelujah! If your hunger is gone, may the fire of God kindle another light in your life tonight that you will really hunger and thirst after righteousness. Amen. Paul preached whole night until the boy fell dead and they woke him up again by the power of the Holy Spirit. Matthew chapter 5 verse 6. Blessed are they which hunger and thirst after righteousness. For they shall be full. Now, Pastor Chris, number one, quickly take notes. How do you stir up the gift that is within you? You stir up the gift by talking about the Holy Spirit. Number one, talk about it. Talk about it, preach about it. That's why I'm so glad that this conference is here. And I told you the enemy attacked me to say, Why? Why this? You're wasting your time. And then I knew. Because I had heard my pastor, my father say some months ago, the same voice came to him and said, what are you doing? What are you doing? The enemy doesn't want you to hear the things I'm saying. But you will hear it in Jesus' name. The enemy is defeated. Amen. The enemy is defeated. So number one, how do you stir up a gift? You must come to a place like this, where we are talking about the Holy Spirit. So you did a great thing. Tell your neighbor, you did a good thing. We are talking about it. We are talking about it. Isn't it right when we talk about something that we start to desire it? As ek jou nou moet vertel van die kerry wat ek gekoop het is so by Punjab. Wat is hy plek sy naam daar in Sanlams in Tiger Valley? Is a Indian plek. Hy verkoop so matten curry en so a brain sauce wat so drip van die roti af wat so om eet. Ja. You know? If I tell you about the ribs we ate at Spur the other day, 
But this ribs was laid in marinade two days before. So when they put it on the fire and they turn it around, when they lifted it up, the meat fell off the bone. Feel us now for rib. You lust for rib because I'm talking about it. Are you with me? Talking about it makes you desire something. Like anything, like sex also. Yeah, sex is something that only animals jump into without talking. <laughs> if you talk about things and you watch these things, then you develop a desire. I'm just trying to tell you something very important. So if we don't talk about the Holy Spirit, you will never desire the Holy Spirit. If we never have a conference called Catch the Anointing, you won't want the anointing because it's never spoken about. You need to talk about it. Hallelujah. You need to preach about it. Glory to God. And listen, when you start to do it, you will see the manifestation of the Holy Ghost. Sometimes, some weeks ago, the Lord gave me this, this word. He said, you must gain by trading. Do you see? In other words, the more I, I prophesy and the more I pray for the sick, the more I'll see the healing anointing. In other words, gain by trading. Oh, you see? Gaining by trading. Yeah. So it's not that I'm sitting still, I'm not doing anything. No, I'm coming to tell you about the Holy Spirit. Then the Holy Spirit is going to show up because we're talking about Him. Glory to God. So quickly, how do you stir up the gift? Number one, talk and preach about it. And stir up the interest about it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We will have a hunger for the Holy Spirit. Number two, we must pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Luke 11 says, verse 13, If you are evil... You give good gifts to your children. How much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? One of the things that Jesus told us to pray for is the Holy Spirit. You must pray for the Holy Spirit every day. Say Amen. amen. Don't think you can have enough of the Holy Spirit. Because you can never have enough of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit has only been given to you in a measure. There are more measures that can be added to your life and to my life. And I want to go deeper and I want more of the Spirit. Say amen. amen. Until you die one day and your coffin goes into the ground, you must continually ask for more measures of the Holy Ghost. Amen. When we started to pray with, with uh, the flow prayer meetings, we constantly heard this request, pray for the Holy Spirit. Pray for the Holy Spirit. And even in our meetings, if you, if you, that book is now not here. There's a big book called the prayer book. Every chapter is almost praying for the Holy Spirit. And we thought, but why the repetition of praying for the Holy Spirit? It's the most important thing you can ask for God. So when you pray, look like in Isaiah, Isaiah 11, 2 or so, where it talks about the, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of understanding. These are dimensions of the Holy Ghost. Yes. 
domheid sal van jou afgaan, as die heilige geest op jou kop kom. Ja. You won't make mistakes as much as you do. You won't be deceived by people. You won't be conned by people because the Holy Ghost will give you wisdom. Just recently, we, our church was buying a generator. Oh, the generator was very cheap. But it was a powerful and a beautiful generator. And just before we made the deal, the Holy Spirit said to me, this is Kjellum. The Holy Spirit, this is Kjellum. I told my wife, wait before we pay, let me try this guy. So I skid him a card. Yeah, I told him, this is this, 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 this. And then he realized he's not dealing with an with a idiot now. So we said, I don't think we must go on with this deal. Uh, maybe we must find something somewhere else. My will make a pizza. Maar die heilige gees wees my bring tot my gedachte you see because in, on a Saturday morning we have a prayer gathering and we pray for the Holy Spirit we say more of your spirit in the mind now can I tell you something quickly are you still here? jylle kan toch jy huis toch aan jy sloot sê ding aan waar jylle woon the Pentecostals made the mistake to, to make us think that the Holy Spirit just has to do with shouting, falling, and foaming at the mouth. You see? Or, pastor does this and you fall under the power, which is part of the work of the Holy Spirit. But in Isaiah 11 verse 2, you notice that most of the work of the Holy Spirit has to do with your mind. Yeah. Just, just show them, the Spirit of the Lord will rest upon me. Wisdom, the Spirit of wisdom. Number two, Understanding. Number three, counsel. That is just to counsel and to teach. And might is the one of power. So there's only one power. The others are all alles met die kop te doen. Ja. So moet nie dink as net as sy jyg en sy val en sy spring sy die salving he. Maar sy dink hier reg he. Morgen moet sy gaat weet maar sy het hier sy job he. Ze is moe dans. Jou maas sê, staan op, ze sê nie. Because you thought that the Holy Spirit only has to do with jumping, shouting, screaming. No, you fix your mind. You start to think properly. You're not so easily deceived. You know why people get deceived? They have less of the Holy Spirit. So they can't discern. Discernment is in, in the mind. Like when I had this issue about the, the guy who sold us this, in the, immediately I discern. This is Kjallam. And I'm not a thief. <laughs> do you know what I want to do if I want to catch a thief? Look, people who, people who come to the Lord, they had a previous life. So in my cake, get a paar skellums, wat nou nie meer skellum is, hulle dien nie jyre. Maar as ek met een skellum dier, roep ek een skellum vergadering. As ek al my ou skellums kogel by mekaar. Seg over my, as die ou biesag om my te rop, as jylle paste, as hoe kal so. As hoe kal so. 
pray for the Holy Spirit. Lord, give me more of your spirit. I want to be, I want wisdom, I want knowledge, I want understanding. You see, some ladies, their husbands are not saved. Now, we say, you the declare. But the Bible says, be rest. You were also drinking with your husband at some parties before you got saved. Now you you saved, now you want to get rid of him. Your quiet spirit will transform him into somebody. But you don't, you just say, will it? Say. Pray about it. Number two. Number three. Yes. Attend the prayer meetings. It's different to praying about it. You can pray on your own. Ask your neighbor, do you go to prayer meetings? Ask Acts chapter 431. When they had prayed. Listen, I'm telling you how to stir up the gift. Amen. Everybody say stir up the gift. You do it by talking about it. You're doing it by praying for the Holy Spirit. And number three, you go to the prayer meeting. Because it is in the prayer meeting when the Spirit comes. When they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spake the Word of God with boldness. You're going to be filled with the Holy Ghost if you attend and a part of the prayer meetings. Hallelujah. Prayer and the Holy Ghost goes together. Through fervent prayer, they multiply the presence of the Holy Ghost. We were, I was, uh, the leaders had a gathering yesterday. And I, sometimes we have prayer. So I told the leaders to pray. And I had to meet one or two people. And I came back and I saw that Whilst they were praying, the power of the Holy Spirit came into, the, into this auditorium. And some of them fell under the power of God. There was nothing preaching. It was just praying. Everybody praying tongues. And the Holy Spirit swept some of them off their feet. Yeah. And I realized this is true. You see, how do you stir up the gift? Go to prayer meetings. Now, when I was a young boy, my father took me to prayer meetings. I didn't know what to pray. But I just sat in the benches. Most of the time I fell asleep. It's not wrong to sleep in the prayer meeting. Peter also fell asleep when Jesus was praying. So Jesus said to him, could you not watch with me one hour? Are you with me? So at least come with your blanket. Come with your cushion. But come to the prayer meeting. Okay? You pray for five minutes, then you sleep. You will see after a few weeks, you're going to pray for 10 minutes. Then you're going to pray for 15 minutes. Then later you see you pray for it. Pastor Robbie, what's happening? Our batteries are not, is it not Duracell? <laughs> this Chinese stuff, you mustn't buy them, I'm telling you. What a shock. What was I saying before you disturbed me? Prayer brings the Holy Spirit's presence. 
And I encourage you all to go to the prayer meetings. And pastors, you must have prayer meetings. Yeah. You see, prayer is a work of the inner man, the spirit man. Your body don't want to pray. Yes. The flesh don't want to pray. As soon as I pray, then my mind says, Macho is for your coffee. Okay, lach jylle. Then suddenly I find something that needs my attention. Because the spirit, the prayer is a work of the spirit. The Lord gave me this revelation years ago. Prayer is a work of the in- internal man, the spirit man. That's why the body is, 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 is hyperactive. I will not eat. I will not eat. Maybe it's the devil within you that will eat. But you must learn to stay there. And after a while, you will develop. The Bible says, you see, the spirit must lead the, the flesh. The flesh mustn't lead the spirit. You will never grow into a strong Christian if you don't pray with the church. Are you hearing me? My mother was a very spiritual woman. She told me, people who don't come to prayer meetings, my mother, and they say they pray at home, Allah I said, why you say so, mama? She said, because if you love prayer, if you love prayer, wherever there's a prayer meeting, you will go. Are you hearing me? Okay, number four, number four, number four. I'm stirring up the gift that is within you. I'm not telling you how to catch the anointing uh, yet or how great I am or how great some men of God are because of the anointing. I'm telling you how you can stir up what you have, which is a gift of God in your body. Amen? In your life. Number four, you must stir up the anointing of the Holy Spirit that's already in you by speaking to yourself in songs. Now, this is found in Ephesians 5:18. Do not be drunk with wine. Therein is excess. But be filled with the Spirit. Can you see there is a there is a equatance with spirit and wine. And to say drunk rack with the wine can say drunk rack in the geest. That's why when they fell in the upper room, they, the, the people said, these are drunk. And Peter said, no, they are not drunk. This is the Holy Ghost that's come upon people. Amen. Now it says here, don't be drunk, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So you must sing to yourself a song that ministers to you where the words are speaking to you. Are you with me? It mustn't just be nice tunes. Are you with me? Timmermans is saying. Say, you can't Timmermans. Timmermans is saying. Wat nog van hom? Hy is die timmermanse sien. Ja, 
Jaren terug te sing hulle Jeremia kom huis toe my kind. Die mure van Jericho het omgeval. Jeremia en die mure van Jericho het niks met mekaar te doen nie. Het was Nehemia. Maar die ou op die plaas kon nie lekker Nehemia sê nie. Toe sê hy Jeremia. As het daar by valla valla plaas wat jylle... En die pinks was gooi. Ja! Hy en sister sien ek net so in die geus. Ek sê, sister! Jeremia het niks met die mure van Jericho te doen nie. Staan op man! Hy sê ek net die... Spirit is really moving, as die geest van God rechtig beweeg, as hy nie by jou vlees sê, by jou van die goed wat ons doen is in die vlees I went to, I was I did some pastors ordination, and these pastors, they were being ordained they were sitting there, nou as jy ordain raak, as sit jy stil man maar toe toe rikkie biete lekker and the pastor, I'm sorry for the English people, but I have to, the pastor couldn't sit still to come, hy ook in die mid. Maar nou, as hy nou so gezeiger, nou sê hy in die geest. Maar ek sê daar, ek kijk diep en ek denk, die is wat sê die heilige geest sê. Die is een potse geest. En terwijl hy so, nou kom die mense om hom, waar sê, Nou moet hulle hulle handen so om hom hou. Voor hy nou vang. Ja, hulle moet nou. Nou, kijk hy. You see, when you're doing, when you, when you, when you, the Bible says here, speaking to yourself, you must speak to yourself in a hymn and a spiritual song. If the words can't speak to you, as in het gierie, meneer gier kreeg speak to yourself. You know? There's beautiful songs that speaks, that speaks. I don't even want to mention it, but I mean, it's too many. Too many that, that you can hear this song. That's why I tell my worshipers, when you are singing here, this is not a concert. You are ministering to people. Step forward, open your mouth, and minister in song. I don't like words like solo. Solo is for the concerts. You are ministering. Are you with me? So that's why all bishop songs, even though it has the, the Ebba tunes, they are all messages. The Ebba tunes is just to create like uh, awareness and then the preaching come. Like? Like is it, like what song? Like the one in tongues? What? What's the other one? Do not love the world, my brother. Huh? Do you love the Lord, my brother? Yeah, quickly. Do not love the world, my brother. But that is from some old Ebba song, isn't it? And do 
not love the many things that are within the world. Now he's talking to you. Come stand here. He's talking All to that's you. in the world, my brother. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. They, they are not, not of God. God. You see? Do not love the world, my sisters. Don't you know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? He says friendship with the world is enmity. If anyone loves the world, my sister, we know that the love of the Father is not in him, is not in him. So if you make the world your friend, then you can never be a friend of God. But whosoever is a child of God, he's born of God, will overcome. And greater is he that is in you, that in the world will overcome. I am living in this world, but I'm not of this world. for the Lord now listen to this he says don't be drunk with wine but be filled with the spirit speaking to yourself now he just spoke to himself now isn't it in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs then singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord now this is different than the ministration of the song. Here is when you have making melody in your heart. It's all the time in your mind, isn't it? It's like because I constantly play gospel music, I constantly have my songs. Every morning I wake up, and I'm sure some of you are like that. That song is already on your mind because you're making melody in your heart. Yeah. When I, wherever I go, whether I'm on the golf course, when I'm driving, there's the melodies in my heart. Recently, we were doing some new songs that I taught my church. Um, Jehovah, you're my banner. Now, when I'm on the golf course and I'm, and I'm singing this, Friday, man, what sings this? Is it the kracht van the Heere that your ball is so straight laat gaan? Jehovah, you're my banner. Oh, victory at all times. Lord, I trust you. I will never know defeat. I'm singing. It's on my mind. I trust you on the golf course. I will trust you in the day. Lord, I trust you. Every moment of the Okay. Please, I don't want distractions at the back. You guys have to be sharp. All right, listen. Time will not allow me. Number five, what did I say? Yeah, you're making melody in your heart. Have you noticed how you feel different when you sing and make melody in your heart to the Lord? That's the reason why a time of worship is a, has a great impact on you. Christians, I want to talk to you. What, do you, what, do you, what is your environment like? Do you play the Lord's music around you? Or do you have the latest KFM? What's the good? all the nonsense yeah you need to find and don't just listen to 
I don't know how I can put it. Maybe you don't have the facilities. Don't just listen to any radio. The radio is what next got upcoming. No, you set your mind the way you want your mind by choosing the songs you want. Are you with me? Because you're making melody in your heart. Yeah. And now today everything is cheap. Everything is on cell phones. Put the songs on your phone and then let it play. The music will chase the devils away. When Saul was caught with a demon, it was David who had to come and play the harp. And then the devil had to go. Are you with me? Making melodies. Making melodies. Hallelujah. And not all Christian music is like that. No, you must choose carefully. Somebody yelled it. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. Say. Say, come here. But he's a friend of God. So you must think what you sing and then choose the melody that works in your heart. I, I like the songs, you know. I like the old hymns. Because it, 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 it talks about how, how bad you are. Yes. Basil, come here. If I have wounded any soul today, if I have wounded Listen. any soul today, if I have caused one's foot to go astray, to go astray if I have walked in my own willful in way, my own willful way dear Lord, please forgive. Forgive the sins that I confess to thee. Forgive the sins I have confessed to thee. Forgive the secret sins. Forgive my secret sins. I do not say. I do not say. Oh, guide me, Lord. Oh, God, watch over me. And my keeper be. And my keeper be. Dear Lord, forgive. Dear Lord, forgive. Number six. Number six, number six, I'm closing, I'm closing. Number six, you can stir up the anointing that is in you by being thankful. Are you listening? I'm not giving you difficult things to stir up the anointing. You must be thankful. Don't be drunk with wine, then in his excess. Be filled with the Spirit. I'm just on Ephesians 5.18. Giving thanks always. Do you see that? Giving thanks always. Giving thanks causes you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Being critical and criticizing and ungrateful draws demonic spirits. Are you all listening? If you are thankful, you say thank you for everything. If you are critical, 
you will criticize. Amen? Somebody said, the only time people say thank you is just before they eat. Lord, what we are about to receive, make us truly thankful. Because like you can look and you know, but say, make me truly thankful. I am thankful, Lord, but not truly thankful. Make me truly thankful. But what I'm trying to get to is that, listen, thankfulness is a secret to the anointing. Yes. He says, giving thanks always. Yeah. Giving. You, you can look, I sometimes tell negative people, we can look at something good and everything bad. Yeah. What is good in load shedding? Huh? Say it am a crack box in your eyes. But they can quatrack for the crack but afslan. So men say it is a crack box in it. Hello, what are you loud shedding? Say it's before it's a crack box. But they moan with all this. South Africa is a very ungrateful country. I was once with a lady from Europe and I was traveling around at Kalk Bay Harbor, Stekina. And there was a roadblock. And uh, I was becoming impatient. She said, no, 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 no. Be calm. Are you not happy that they are fixing the roads here? Because in other countries, they don't mend the roads. You must thank God they are busy working on your roads. Let's relax and let's talk a little bit. Wow. She rebuked me. But I said, my God, I feel my nearer in me. But I've, I've lately learned to be thankful for everything. Yeah. My children, my wife, my church, the fact that God chose me to lead this nation here is a blessing. I'm thankful. I don't desire worldly things like cars. And I was telling my, 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 my children, my car is about 20 years old, my car. It doesn't look like it because I look after the things that God gives me. But every year I tell him, I'm going to get us a new car. We're going to go. But when it comes to that, I say, Nee, man. Ons schiet maar die geel vir die huis van die Heere. My hart is hier op die God, die man. I'm just thankful that I'm here. That God has blessed me. God looks after me. Yeah? I have food to eat. I have a, I have a, I have a roof over my head. Yeah. Soos die sister gesê dat, I've got shoes on my table. And food on my feet. But I understand what they were saying. You gave me enough love and a fine family. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. You might laugh about it, but it's a secret. Listen, thankfulness is a secret to the Holy Spirit. You see, when the Israelites, they, they were critical of Moses. Yeah, because they, God gave them bread from heaven. You remember the miracle? Then you know what they said? They started to murmur. And God wanted to destroy them all. Distraction comes when there's ungratefulness. You're not thankful. Distraction. 
God said, you must have a thankful Lord. That's why Jesus, before he broke the bread, the Bible says he, he lifted his eyes to heaven and he gave thanks. It was only five loaves, two fish. But by the thanking was a miracle. Then at the later chapter, they spoke about the same place. They spoke about the same place where Jesus went to. You know what they said? They said, the place where he gave thanks. There was something that happened there. It's got nothing to do. He said, they came again to the place where he gave thanks. Hallelujah. Yeah. Are you thankful? Look, life is bitter sometimes. Everybody has, has a raw deal. You don't know who's sitting next to you. Everybody went through some stuff. But be thankful that you are still here. I'm still here. Amen. Mauricio sings a song here for us. I'm still here. People have betrayed me. People have deserted me. But thank God I'm still here. Amen. I'm still here. Are you going to be thankful? It's a way to stir up the gift. You see, so now God sees your heart. You're not a murmurer. You're not a complainer. You see, murmuring and complaining breeds disloyalty. So now you're not happy with Pastor Chris. You're not happy with Pastor Lynn. You're not happy with Pastor uh, Maria. Or anyone here. You breach this loyalty. Then you start to mention, you see now, you bring an evil spirit to you. Thankfulness. I want to thank you, Lord. I want to just say thank you for all the blessings on me. Amen. Is it the shoes on my table? No. I have the food. Food, food on, on my table. And shoes on my feet. He gave me enough love. Isn't it? And the fine family. Blessings. For your blessing on me. And the last key for tonight, you must stir up the gift in you by being humble. It's all in this verse. He said, go back again to verse, the other verses. I want to show them this all from here. It says, speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, making melody in your heart, verse 20. Then he says, giving thanks always. And then verse 21, listen to this. Submitting yourself to one another in the fear of God. Submitting yourself. This is how, you see, listen, before I explain this in detail. The Holy Ghost, I told you earlier on, is seen in the elements. Are you with me? So like wind, fire, water, the river. But also when we talk about animals, then it's the dove that is used. The dove. The dove of the spirit. Are you with me? The dove of the spirit is gentle. It's not an eagle. It's not a cry. It's a dove. The dove is gentle. If you, in other words, 
if you're not careful with the way you operate with the anointing, the anointing can lift. That's why you get this. You can't understand the Holy Spirit until you understand the symbols. You can say, give me more. I want to go deeper. You can't go deeper with a person, but you can go deeper in water. Are you with me? You can't feel the wind stronger. Say, strong Lord, blow strong on him. Because you must understand it through these elements that the Bible uses. Now, it's the same with the dove. I can be preaching, 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 but with the anointing lifts. So what we do is we are careful not to disturb and distract the anointing. Because when the dove is gone, the service means nothing. Are you here? So now lastly, stir up the sweet image of the Holy Spirit by being humble. Be filled with the Spirit. Submit yourself to one another in the fear of God. It's the last key that Paul gives to them to stir up the gift of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, submit yourself. Life is submission and humility. You see, stir up the Holy Ghost by being, uh, by living a life of humility. Remember that pride and arrogance are the characteristics of Satan and Lucifer. Lucifer was lifted up in pride and arrogance. He rose up against God and threatened to invade the throne of God. But he was cast down. Yes, it is no surprise that submitting yourself to one another in humility will take you far from evil spirits and closer to the Holy Spirit. Hmm. If you don't understand how being humble and submissive helps you to be filled with the Holy Spirit, just think of submission and humility as something that takes you far away from Satan. Are you with me? It takes you far away from and closer to the Holy Spirit. You can be told what to do. How many people here say, they say never me what I do. That's not humble. That's not, that's not the spirit of submissiveness and humility. You must be able to be told what to do. Amen? Amen. Jesus, the Bible says, make, he told the disciples, make these people sit down before we give them the bread and the water, the bread and the fish. Yeah. If, if nobody can make you do something, be it known unto you that you are a very proud and arrogant person. You can't submit to anybody. Nobody can tell you what to do. It's a problem of South Africans. We are the, one of the proudest nations in the world. Niemand sê vir my nie. Isn't that the term you use there where you live? Say say never mind. Say phone for me. Can you I close by giving you these three keys. Environment. You can catch the anointing through your association, your environment. And your friendship. And my iPad is closed, so I'm finished. Pastor, how can I catch the anointing? Let's talk about association. Who do you associate with? Who do you connect to? You know? It's important. Bishop Dag was saying at this big conference. 
if you associate with people that's not productive, that can't show you what they do, they just speak well, then you're going to be like them. You'll speak well, but you will have nothing. Are you with me? The question is, who do you associate? Your association is the most important key to bringing the anointing to you. Who do you connect with? When I started to connect with my pastor, uh, before I had anything that I had here, I had a lot of criticism, even from my own family. But I had to fight for my association. Are you with me? That's the first one. Number two is friendship. Who's your friend? Your friends will, 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 you will become just like your friends. You like somebody because there's similarities between you. You become more like your friend than like your pastor. Yeah. So the question you must ask yourself, how do you catch the anointing through friendship? If you have a friend in the, that likes to come to church, the friend is going to phone you and say, hey, I'm picking you up. I'm coming past your house. We're going to church. But, but your friends don't like church. That's why you'll never catch the anointing. Association. What, what men of God are you connecting to? I'm so glad the Lord led me to like people like Benny Hinn and Bishop Dag. These are my associations. From that association, I know of associations all over the world. I can go anywhere and there'll be a church that, that welcome me. Yeah. When I was in America with my son, I was invited to Boston. If God spares us, we will be going for his uh, graduation. So already they said, when you come, three days convention in Boston, Massachusetts. And after that, Texas, uh, Dallas, Texas. I preached in Dallas, Texas. No, in Fort Worth, Texas. Fort Worth, in Mike Murdoch's church. My association. Zij raak kwaad wanneer ik eens met die mensen ga koppel. Als het met jou ga koppel is, ja, is net diaf toe een perro. Als net diaf een perro. You see, I can be, you can be in my church, you can be in my church, but you don't associate with me. We never talk. With association comes communication. Are you with me? I, I send the text to my bishop at least once every few weeks or so so that we stay in contact. I don't want to lose the association, the connection. I tell a lot of my people here, they don't communicate with me. Yeah. They don't send. You must learn, listen, colored people. One of our weaknesses we are inferior without complex. They feel, they must learn to pray, man. Communicate. Yeah. Do you know, it's not your beauty, ladies, it's not really your beauty that, that the men are attracted to. It's, it's, it's your niceness, it's your beauty from within. Yeah. That's why you see sometimes the girls who come down the aisle to get married, Zij won ook, ja, hoe die? Hoe die vrouw dan die man gekregen? Maar zij zien, zij willen je mond opmaken. Zij, zij scannen het zo. 
but it's the communication that bring the connection yeah you just stand there you stand there say 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 see pastor Chris I walk here every Sunday I don't go I don't go to my, my dorm I'm here for the first 20 or 30 minutes I'm around no you won't even come and say pastor my name is Jack Toronto you know I'm happy to meet you. you. You don't. You see, it's a problem because I can. That can be your association. Association brings the anointing. Who you connect to? Yeah. Then friendship. It's your close buddies. I I was in Mike Murdoch's office. I took a picture with him. I sat at his desk. Took a picture with me. I went to Bishop Dag. I took a picture with him. Any name, any big man of God. I saw you pictures with Reynard Bonka. I'm standing with Reynard Bonka. Ik laat die van my wachie man. Ik druk die man. Staan sy een kant, sy het like goeie maniere. Sy, sy moet druk vir die association. Benny in, I sat next to Benny in. I had dinner with Benny in. Ja, ek druk, ek vos. My vrou wil my gaan keer het, hy dag. Dus ik van zuster. En in naam van die Heere. Ze zal mij niet terughouden. Or Robert's son. Richard Roberts, I, I met him in Korea. Yeah, this boy, I'm from Eitzig, Smokkelsig. Nobody should have known. The mayor of Cape Town came here. All mayors who's mayors, they come here. The latest mayor, the Jewish guy, came here also and he said, wow. He said, yes. Yeah, I press, I press in. I'm not just, I'm just telling you that because I believe this is one of the weaknesses of our people. They said, not so. But they said, it's burning you. Stop the gift. Stop the gift. Man, you should turn to see. They said, God's kind man. They said, kind of God. You are a child of God. You don't have to be ashamed. I was in Santon the other day, Santon Square in Johannesburg. I have a church in Johannesburg. So I went to Santon Square. They told me it's where the rich people are. So I said, okay. So I took one or two brothers with me. They are here, but I can't say who they are. And I told them, brothers, we are going in this very expensive place. Don't make like you're not used to this stuff. Are you with me? Even if the prices is sky high, just be calm. We went into a men's shop. So I asked the guy, how much is the suit? So he turned the tag. 25,000 rand. The brothers, I was looking for them. I said they were running out of the shop. I said, And you know what I told the guy? I said, hmm, not bad. Not bad. 25,000. <laughs> but I was like that when I was younger. That's why I'm telling you. I'm helping you. But you start to learn that there, you will never communicate. If you can't communicate, you will never associate. And God is going to open doors for you where you can meet people. Are you with me? Yeah. Benin was passing me by. I just stood in his face like this. He couldn't pass. So we turned and he said, Who's this man? 
so they introduced me to him. Yeah. My, my hero is my hero. So I had the chance to sit next to him for two, about, about two hours. I sit and chat. And I'm sure I will bring him to this church one day. You'll see. Amen. Friendship and the last one was what? Environment. You catch the anointing through association. You catch the anointing through friendship. And then my friends I have now are top, top, top good friends. Pastor Jimmy just phoned me today. It was his birthday. So we, we were chatting, chatting. He's built a church twice the size just now. It was, but we, when we started, we had nothing. But it was the type of friend I wanted to be with. Type of friends. Yeah, they encourage me in God. I don't have, I don't go sit by people's houses where they still drink wine and smoke dacha. Then I stink like that. Then I just squirt all that perfume. And I don't have to say, those people are just say, you, you must come to church with me. You need Christ. Yeah, but you must think about your friendships. And then environment. What is your environment? Environment is crucial. You see, it, it breeds the anointing. I can't, you see, when, when God gives you a gift, it's not going to stay with you if you don't protect it. Uh-huh. You must, the Afrikaans, you kweek, you must kweek in the umgeving. You must be in the proper environment to, 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 to breed this, 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 the presence of God. Are you with me? Where are you connecting to? Some of my young people like these two, I think they're only off on a Monday. Oh, not really. They Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in church. That's the environment. That's the environment. Now you say, Pastor, it's hard to serve the Lord. I want to give you the secret as I close. It's even harder not to serve the Lord. If you, if you give me three years between someone who serves the Lord and someone who don't, I'll show you the difference. In three years' time, you fall from your high position to your low position. And then lastly, to make these three things work, your environment is everything that makes you and forms you. What you're listening to. Do you watch videos? Is your environment just sports? Nothing. Do you watch preaching videos? Do you listen to some types of preaching? That's, that's what you have. And do you meet with friends who come to church? Do you meet with, with friends who go to youth? That's your environment. Now, to make your environment work well, you must also catch the anointing through your availability. Yes, yes. How available are you? You can't wait around after church. You, when the church bell rings, you're gone. You like my brother was when the school bell was just about to ring, he was already standing at the gate. <laughs> Availability. Are you available? Can you wait? Can you hang around? Like these guys. They're available. And you see how they go up in the ranks in the spirit. You don't like the environment. You don't like the friends. You don't like the association. And you're never available. That's why you don't have much measure of the Holy Spirit. Can you hang around? 
our lives is just, it's just here. Saturday morning, early. Saturday night we go home. Tomorrow morning we're back again. Sunday night late we go home. It's nice. This is our environment. Hallelujah. The presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord. Amen. Well, tonight I just gave you an introduction to the anointing. How you, you have it. It's a small measure in you. You need to stir it up by the things I gave you to do. Come to prayer meetings. Pray for the Holy Spirit. What else did I say to you? What can you do? Sing your songs. Na? Get the songs that minister to you. Music plays an important part in your spirit. Develop your spirit through the proper music. Yeah. Be thankful. Amen. Then you catch the anointing through your environment, through your friends and your association. My new book that I wrote, there's one big chapter on association. The three C's of the anointing. It talks about the importance of who you connect to. Show me your friends and I'll tell you what your future is like. Show me, just show me who your friends are. I'll tell you what your future is like. It's one of the critical keys to receiving from the Lord. Now, sometimes you've got to cut friends out of your life. And that's the pain of circumcision, spiritual circumcision. Say, brother, look, I've tried with you. You're not interested in God. I have to cut myself from you. Are you listening? Yeah. That's going to be crucial. Sometimes, to be honest with you, it even has to be family members. Don't tell me about blood as thicker as water. Fail only as thicker as blood. Maar ons gebruik die duin nie. Veel olie is dikker as bloed. Wat het twak is die bloed is dikker as water. The devil will come for you through many avenues so that you lose what is in you. That's why you see sometimes people, they start on fire for God. The light is burning bright. But because of their wrong environment, their wrong friends, their wrong association, Ach, hy liefde wat hy gehad het, is weg vir die Heer. And we find you sitting on the corner, smoking dacha again with the, with the old friends you used to smoke. But you came here. God bless you for listening to this message. Remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind.